Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey everybody, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino and I'm so excited to have my guest on today who is joining us from South Africa, which that alone is the coolest. But what she's doing at her facility at as a vet is what attracted me to her because her whole philosophy is that she wants to empower pet parents to know that there are these natural things that we can do for our pets to help them, especially when they get injured or as they get older or get a disease. And I know from experience, and I know everybody who listens to me knows that how many times I've gone to my vet over the years for issues with my dogs. And the only thing that I get offered is a prescription medication. Um, to stop the pain or stop the issue. And then it doesn't go further than that. I don't get to know why it occurred, how it occurred, and what can I do as a pet owner to actually help my pet. So when I meet people like this or see people like this, I'm like, let's get on the show and talk about this. So I want to welcome you, Tanya Grantham. Thank you so much, Dr. Tanya Grantham. Thank you so much for joining us today from South Africa. Um, You're doing some incredible things with acupuncture and hydrotherapy. Um, Of course, I want to talk about some of your biggest success stories, but I love, I think it's so interesting how people don't understand that our pets go through the same types of things we go through as we age. And when we all of a sudden start having hip problems or back problems. Um, we don't get put down, you know, (laughs) we, if suddenly someone has to go into a wheelchair becomes paralyzed, we don't, we don't put the person down. So I think it's really, and we know there's a, there's a whole bunch of people out there who don't feel this way, but I, I also own a, own a boarding and grooming business and have a rescue farm. So what I get and I see is the people who just can't handle their senior or geriatric dog anymore because it's got so many issues and problems and they're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on all these prescription medications that aren't helping and just making things worse and they give up and they either give the dog away to a rescue or they put it down. So being able to talk to someone like you um, who I know shares some of the most wonderful experiences that I do, which is, you know, I, I treat them with uh, cannabis medicine, mostly full spectrum CBD and watch dogs come back to life purely by getting rid of the pain. And when you get rid of the pain and the inflammation, the, you know, the, the communication between the brain and the spinal and the nervous system all starts communicating and then adding physical therapy, hydrotherapy, acupuncture, you will watch your dog come back alive. Am I right? You're absolutely right. Yes. So thank you. That was a wonderful introduction. Oh, thank you. I was a little <laughs> and, long-winded, but thank you. <laughs> and I'm thrilled to be on your show. Thank you very much for the invitation. You betcha. Um, yeah, let's start with geriatrics because there are, oh, I have many special interests, but um, certainly if we, those dogs have so many areas, often multiple areas of joint problems, multiple arthritic um 
painful areas. And the first thing that happens is they start to change the way they move and they get a compensatory um, muscular pattern, which then also starts to spasm and also becomes sore. So not only do we have the joint issue, but then we have the secondary muscular issue. And then we end up with a dog that doesn't want to move at all. And that's where most people feel completely powerless. And so what I want to say to you is if you find someone who is in the business like, like myself, then you don't have to feel that powerless because there is help. And the first thing we have to do is manage the pain. And I know that a lot of, um, a lot of clients and a lot of pet parents do not want to use anti-inflammatories and they don't want to use the, the prescription drugs. Sometimes we need to use those of to course. start to get the dog to be mobile. Right. Um, as I'm on, you know, it's a dog's life and cannabis radio. In South Africa, cannabis products are not legal for sale. They are available for your own home use. And um, from what I have read and the number of courses I've done and the research I've read and the animals that I see that are on a cannabis product, and I fully support a full extract product as opposed to CBD only. Thank you. I think those dogs actually do incredibly well. And what that means is once we start to manage the pain, we are then able to do some of the manual therapies to release the, the musculature and the soft tissue. And once we can do that, we can actually start with physical therapy. And for the old dogs that have got lots and lots of joint pain and joint issues, nothing beats hydrotherapy because nothing. we can buoy them and they can move in the water and they don't have those concussive forces on their joints all the time. And I've seen- The dog seen, wants to move. The dog wants yep. to move. So when you get rid of that weight and they get to yep. start moving, it is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. You could, I have a lake. So that's where I do my hydrotherapy. Yeah. And watching them go from not moving the back legs to one and then actually moving it. And, you know, one of our 15-year-old labs here, she literally will come outside, stand on the beach and ask for me to take her in and do this with her now. Because yeah. people don't understand if they feel pain, they're just going to lay and they're not going to do anything. And then their muscles start degenerating and the pain just gets worse and the blockages get worse. So it's so important movement and getting them up and moving and doing these types of things. What are yeah, like some of your most breathing. severe cases that you've seen where you know, every, nobody thought this dog could be brought back. And with these wonderful natural modalities, you got them walking again or feeling better. Wow. Um, I think the dog that, oh, I've got so many, you know, I say to the people that work with me, we're so fortunate because we actually see miracles every day. Yep, so and, and what happens is we tend to become a little bit blase. <laughs> I know. Um, I always, I, think, forget, I always forget, like, I'll rush to uh, help or save the animal, and I give them the CBD, and then I forget that I didn't take the picture or the video of what they look like right then, so that I, because I have to, you know, I have to prove everything that I do or say, because it is a miracle. It is yeah. a miracle. I just had a chicken um, that we rescued that I thought she was dead, dying, where, you know, someone had young chickens, they got to a certain age, threw them all in the same coop. Of course, there were three hens basically raping her, the other chickens picking on her. Her one leg was completely backwards. When I went to pick her up, she literally screamed. 
I gave her a full dose, 37 milligrams of CBD, full spectrum, of course. And within, I'd say 30 seconds, I could manipulate, touch her leg, turn it back the right direction. I could feel the, and she didn't move. Yeah, She did not feel that pain. Um, I didn't know if a one-legged chicken could survive. So I was like, I don't know if I should put her down or let me see what she does the next day. Within three days, she is eating, drinking. I can see her coming back to life. She's now out on the farm, hopping around on one leg. I can actually have watched her do her own physical therapy on herself where she's not putting weight on it, but I've watched her start moving her leg Mm -hmm. like in a scratching position, like she's trying to do her own physical therapy. I love it. I love it. And she probably would have just curled up and died if she hadn't been rescued. But now it's like you give them this little hope and they start really thriving and feeling better Mm -hmm. and wanting to live. And I'm sure that's something you see on a regular basis. Yeah, absolutely true. I mean, um, our animal companions want to live. Absolutely. And they They definitely want to move. Yeah. So yeah. hydrotherapy, I know you're a big believer in acupuncture that you, that's another, uh, something that you practice. How often, like, so let's say someone has, you know, what we experience a lot right now is dogs with, of course, degenerative diseases, you know, where they mm-hmm. stop using their back end, start dragging their back end or, you know, compare, completely go paralyzed. What are some of the things that, that you offer that would help dogs like that? Yeah, firstly, I think actually, acupuncture... let's take a break <laughs> and then no let's problem. talk about that. We'll be right back. No problem. Okay. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room and Tom said, man, I'm really One Toke Over the Line. And I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. 
This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right. It's a dog's life with Angela Ardolino, and I'm joined with Tanya Grantham from South Africa, who's joining us today. And we're talking about um, these wonderful benefits of hydrotherapy, acupuncture, these, these alternative methods that not only help us, you know, as human beings, but help our pets so much. So you were going to talk to me about um, dogs with de- degenerative diseases, which I think is what, what we see most often is suddenly the dog's not going up the steps or they start, you know, curling in their back end or they're not running around anymore. Um, what are, when we start seeing that, and it's usually when they start hitting senior age, would you agree? I mean, I, I, whatever I have, I have two year old Frenchies on cannabis who have lost use of their back legs. So mm. I know it's also a breed issue nowadays, but for the most part, is it when they start becoming older? Yeah, so I think you need to separate the Frenchies breed issue is usually a back, a disc issue. And when the disc herniates or prolapses, it puts pressure, compresses the spine, and and therefore the nerve impulses don't move, which is more of um, an injury as opposed to the older dogs where we've got degeneration. Oh, I love how you explain that. That They are different. And so when we're looking at the older dogs with something like arthritis, it is a degenerative disease and we do get a decrease in um, range of motion of the joint. So it doesn't move, it doesn't flex, it doesn't bend and straighten as well as it used to. And because it's painful, they don't use it as much as they did uh, before. And so the muscle, we lose, we lose muscle, then the joint has less support. And so we spiral down into a very negative um, picture and eventually the dogs don't move at all. What we aim to do is reverse that spiral. And definitely we'll be using acupuncture because it's fantastic for pain. It's also fantastic for disc disease. Um, and And the moment we're able to start to get that dog more mobile, not only are we doing specific exercises in water, but we're also, my aim is also to empower the pet parent. So if there is an exercise or there is an option for them to be performing at home, then I will be advising that. And something that I think is completely underutilized, which everybody can do, is to walk your dog slowly on a leash. Okay, so so a lot of dogs, yeah, a lot of us, we go to the beach and the dogs run around and, and that's great. But when we're talking about therapy and we want them to actually engage those legs, each in a, in a walk, each of those four limbs is used individually. Um, so it's hard for the dog to cheat. The moment we get speed, then the dog, the momentum carries the dog forward and then the, the leg that is the most painful just doesn't get used. 
Right. Whereas if we slow them down and we make them walk and we make them walk on some uneven surfaces, we're asking them to constantly adjust their posture and stimulate the tiny little muscles all over their body to say, oh, oh, okay, this is how I need to move. And at a walk, we obviously have less concussive forces than at a run. What so a wonderful tip. I love that's that. That's my because, st- starting point. Mm. No, I, that makes so much sense. I don't even do, I do do it with my dog that needs it or my two dogs that need it, but everyone else runs around like crazy because I'm on three acres. So they run yeah. around, swim, dig everything. But you're right. My two with issues, I actually took them on a walk because you're right. I watched her. Um, my Doberman, I'm pretty sure has osteosarcoma in her right leg. Um, and she will run and that leg will never touch the ground, never do anything. So it's amazing. And you can, I already, it started probably uh, the beginning of the month where she's just started favoring the leg and she runs around Mm -hmm. crazy. So I'm like, okay, she hurt something. Let's see what, if I can figure out what it is. And I couldn't see where it popped up. And now it's popped up out of her, on her, I forgot what this is called, her arm. (laughs) And, um, and now I can see already the, de- the de- degeneration of her muscles in her shoulder. Mm. Um, she does get acupuncture and I mean, she gets chiropractic and, and massage and now we'll get acupuncture also. But even just doing massage, I can already tell how everything is off. She's totally crooked by looking at her from the top because she's overcompensating for not using that leg. So all of that starts building up and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And I understand, Oh my God, I got to do something about it. Have you ever, have you had any experience with dogs um, with osteosarcoma and being able to work with them? I have. Um, most of the dogs that I see that have been diagnosed with osteosarcoma, most of those um, clients will opt for an amputation mm-hmm. um, because what we are taught is that's the quickest way to stop the spread. And obviously it is a very painful, um, a very painful disease. Uh, and so we teach those dogs again to, um, to adjust to having only three limbs. And I think one of my, my biggest success stories, cause you asked me earlier, yeah. we had a, um, a client with the Bouvier and she had a um, big dog arthritis of the of the carpus of the wrist and of the elbows and a little bit of trouble with her knees and we'd been treating her for a couple of years on and off a lot of hydro kept her going she was 11 she got diagnosed with this osteosarcoma on the left front leg she opted she picked it up really early she opted for amputation but the arthritis in the opposite leg was so because everything had then shifted to that side, it was a really, really big problem. And we kept that dog going and mobile for nearly 18 months, which is quite rare after an osteosarcoma. Um, often those dogs will succumb within sort of nine months. We also, um, we worked with an orthotist, so we built a, um, a custom-made brace to support the, the, the wrist. And we continue support, to have her in the the good, So to, to support the good leg? Yes. Cool. Yes. Um, because that was the remaining leg. And obviously it's now taking way, way more weights than it would have. And she was a big girl. She was 
41 kilograms, which I think is probably about 90 pounds. Um, so a, um, a big dog and um, continued in the pool, continued with all the soft tissue therapy. She how was on she CBD. Manage, I was going to say, how did she manage the pain? Yeah. With, yeah. And, and in nobody, fact... Nobody can, nobody can tell me that THC doesn't get rid of the pain. Um, yeah. Full spectrum gets rid of the pain. So I have her on um, my full spectrum product, which, which is an 1100 milligram uh, full spectrum product. And I've started giving her more THC because mm. I know THC kills cancer and CBD stops the spread. So I'm hoping that everything that I've researched is, you know, what com- amputation compared to cannabis are pretty much the equal partners that I'm going to get. Two years will be, uh, you know, breaking a record, 18 months. So that's what I'm, you know, striving for. We have a vet that, that is our chief vet. So of course he's overseeing all of it with me, but, you know, keeping her active, happy and Mm pain-free is my number one goal. And then if I can figure something out to prolong her life and make it better, of course, we're, I'm going to share that. And I'm going to do yep. everything that you do at your place here along with a very heavy dose of cannabis because I already know, I've seen it. I've seen it in people and I've seen it in humans that she's not going to feel the pain if I if I get it right. And she doesn't. I watch her. Yeah. So yep. we'll see. Hopefully, I will be talking to you from two years from now and she'll still be around. But um, I feel like that this is something that, so that I can help other people. I have, you know, 10 dogs here and most of them are geriatric or seniors or have issues. So, you know, if a, if nine out of 10 dogs get a cancer, I'm going to have cancer on my farm. If nine out of Mm. 10 dogs suffer from a degenerative disease, then I'm going to have degenerative diseases on my farm. So it's kind of, I feel like an opportunity for me to go, what can, let's see how I can help this popular a disease that's that so many dogs suffer from with yeah. cannabis, with hydrotherapy, acupuncture, massage, chiropractic, all of these things, all of these things help so much. So that's why I was so excited to have you on today and talk about those things. We just had yeah. a, um, gosh, was he a Pyrenees? I can't remember some, you know, another dog, very old dog who was diagnosed with osteosarcoma and of course was only given however long and their goal was just like mine, to keep her happy and healthy and pain-free for as long as possible. Yeah. So even when you're not, we're not looking for a cure, we just don't want them to be in pain anymore. We want them to be able to live their yeah. life. And that's what I think that you guys do so much is, is by helping dogs live their life and be happy and educate pet parents at the same time. It's beautiful. <laughs> you do our best. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, so cancer, uh, degenerative diseases, what else are some of the most popular things that you see coming in? Um, certainly the back, the spinal dogs are very, very large portion of, of the patients that we see. And a lot of younger dogs with, um, hip dysplasia. Um, I, I find those dogs, it's kind of like a pet topic of mine. I'm trying to convince my colleagues that we need to diagnose it earlier because I believe that if we can get them active and we can influence the soft tissue, we can influence that, that joint positively as opposed to waiting for it to become a total degenerative malformed joint. 
um, lots of cruciate issues. <laughs> what is that? Um, it's, a, it's a ligament in the knee that stabilizes um, the one bone in relation to the other, lies in the middle. And um, is that different than a, a uh, what is it, a fluxating patella or a luxating yes. patella? Is that the same thing or different? No, they, they are different. So, so if we've got the two bones and my finger is where the patella is, a luxating patella is it moves out of the groove, mm -hmm. but the cruciate lies inside and it's, it, it's supposed to hold this bone in relation to the other. And if it gets damaged, then we have an unstable knee and it's quite painful. Um, and of course, the, the go-to is let's fix it surgically. <laughs> um, but I'm seeing many, many dogs that um, that now are coming in for what we would term conservative therapy, and we're having good results. Awesome. Very uh, good results. We're going to take another break, and we're going to talk about that, because I remember when I started this, I thought I'd be helping older dogs, dogs with diseases. I didn't think I'd be helping one and two year old dogs yeah. with issues. So, you know, breeds and what they're doing to these breeds mm -hmm. um, is a disaster. So we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at what that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Lady marijuana llama tell you something now Bought a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. We're back and um, we're talking about 
dogs uh, with issues, especially with their backs and their spines, and um, how surprised I was that I was getting calls from mostly Frenchies and pugs, um, which is why a Frenchie is on my logo, is because you see him back there, because mm-hmm. that's what I, oh, my peppermint sprays in the way. Um, that's what I saw the most is, um, you know, these young little dogs coming in. What the heck? They can't breathe because their mm-hmm. snouts have been uh, smushed in, which I don't know if you know about this, but there's actually a nonprofit organization who, that has started to try to help that breed, bring their snouts back out so that they can breed, breathe. Fantastic. I just had a boxer here who had a nose job because it was so smushed in that it can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have to remember that they want them smaller and cuter and, you know, that's, and that's what's happening is that they're just, they're not breeding them for the most healthy dog that you could have. They're breeding them to make them more squish face, more compact, more stockier, all the things that these people think are so cute and, and awesome about the breed. But what you're getting is a breed that's going to be filled with issues and problems. And it starts at two years old. So, a Frenchie's on my logo because of the allergies, because of the uh, degenerative disease at age two, or they start yeah. stop using one leg or start dra- dragging their bottom. And it's amazing how it's starting so early. So you know that it's just going to get worse. But yes, being proactive is so much better than being reactive. If you do have a pug or a Frenchie, you're probably going to have issues. So learn hydrotherapy find an acupuncturist, find a chiropractic, use CBD on your pet because it will help keep that inflammation down. What are some of the things, I mean, you're in a whole nother country. What do you see? You know, here in the United States, everybody wants that smushed face Frenchie. Is that happening, you know, in your country? Exactly the same. And, um, you know, our, um, our legislation around breeding is very poor. It's not um, a primary concern for the lawmakers. Uh, and so we are seeing lots of indiscriminate breeding and that's bringing in a lot of the genetic conditions. And interesting, you mentioned Frenchies. I work for Pug Rescue South Africa. They're literally a couple of miles up the road from where I am. And um, the the pugs just keep on pouring in because the moment they develop the problems, it's an eye problem, it's a nose problem, it's a leg problem, it's a back problem, it's a skin problem. Um, nobody wants them anymore. So I'm just going to give them to Pug Rescue. Um, so we, I think, I think this is a worldwide issue to be honest. Uh, and to, you know, last year at Crufts, I think, you know, the big, the big show in, in Britain, there was a, um, a legislation was changed that in the next two years, the, the dogs, the Pekingeses and the pugs and the Frenchies must have a snout that is now, a certain percentage longer than what is currently the norm. Yes. And if they, if they don't comply, then they don't gain access into the, into the breed, into the competition. Awesome. Yep. So Britain is already starting to make some changes, which I think is fantastic. That is fantastic. And, And it's nice to know that, you know, the people who, deal with that are the ones that are making the changes and saying this needs to change. Uh, you know, here yes. in America, dog or cat is a piece of property. So you can pretty much do whatever you want. Um, so it's pretty, pretty awful. You know, the same thing happens is that people grow overwhelmed. They can't handle it anymore. And I just had a woman in the other day with who bought a $4,000 Shih Tzu and she's like, I, it, 
pees and poops everywhere. And it's like biting my ankles. And this is not what I signed up for. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So imagine those that get the cute little puppy that now has all these issues and can't walk and I vet bills and it's awful combined with all yeah. of that. Um, so if someone, of so, course, yeah, go ahead. No, it just with regards to these breeds, I would really like to say that I'm completely pro an exercise program and a maintenance program from a very, very young age. And if I can get this in here, <laughs> I just would really love the people that have dogs that are healthy. And yes, we get healthy Frenchies and we get healthy pugs to bring them to a physiotherapist or a rehabilitation veterinarian or, you know, whoever that we can put them on a program which strengthens the musculature and maintains the musculature and gets them to continue to move properly like a dog should. And, and sometimes it needs to, to be taught. Right. Yep. It gives him a chance to fight it. The other thing I would realize is that I would put a pinch, uh, Frenchie in the water and he couldn't even swim. They go like this. Yeah. So, you know, going to a place or hydrotherapy or uh, what do you have? The, uh, the tank, the, yep. um, the underwater it, treadmill. Yeah. A treadmill that makes them walk or whatever is awesome because they can't even, they can't even float or keep their heads up because their bodies are so compact and weird. Yeah. So um, also boxers are hard to get into water and get them to swim. So going to someone like you is the best way to not only learn, watch and see what you can do at home. I know that there's exercises. I remember learning that making your dog walk backwards was a good exercise, you know, getting yep. them to do something different. I've seen, um, you know, putting them on the ball and, and whether it's, you know, they're on. So those types of things, all those are good exercises basically to help them keep their muscles um, strong and active. Definitely. And to teach them to engage all of the muscles. So we want a body that's in balance. We don't want a dog that necessarily always walks on its front, you know, uses its front legs. They do naturally use their front legs more than their rear, but we want them to be able to be more in balance. And at the same time, core stability. So we, we always talk about people and our core you know, needs to be strong. Dogs are not any different. We really should be looking at exercises. So that ball activates the core because they have to balance. So then we have less strain that goes down to the legs. So I like to teach people basic exercises and we can build. There's no limits. So, so if we start early, we can build and build and build and build. It's not restricted to agility dogs and working dogs. It's, it can happen right now in your own backyard and you can find people who can teach you to do that, like I do. I would love to have more healthy dogs that right. we teach in that way. Yeah, I love the being proactive. And you you talked about bringing the uh, animal to balance, which is the number one thing that see a yep. full spectrum product and cannabis does is bring the body to homeostasis. So those of you that are listening, whether you have a young dog or an old dog that's suffering from anything, imagine giving them a full spe spectrum product that's going to relieve any pain and inflammation throughout their body and then doing these amazing exercises that helps them. And it's going to help them their whole life, just like us having to exercise and, and stretch and do the things we need to be to do to not feel pain. Um, so if someone wants to do this, can they go to your site? Can they get a consultation with you? If not, I mean, I still would love them to see everything that you do because it's awesome. So share your information and if they can't, 
talk with you or get a consultation, how do they find a good person, you know, here where they live? Okay, um, great questions. Yes, we have with the whole of the COVID-19 and lockdown, we've definitely looked at online products. So we are working on um, fitness products and we're working on a series of videos that would say, oh, so now your dog has hip dysplasia, what next? Awesome. So now your dog has disc disease, what next? And so definitely those are going to be available in the next few weeks. Awesome. So, if you need someone to come on and go, uh, and CBD will help, I'll be happy. to. See <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, so you can reach me on uh, my website, www.ahah.co.za. I have also started doing online consultations out of necessity because we were in lockdown. Um, And then, you know, physical rehabilitation in the United States of America for dogs and cats is enormous. Um, And I think there is is an association, it's AARV, the American Association of Rehabilitation Veterinarians. Awesome. Um, I think Google it, you may well find on there references to vets that actually practice rehab. Um, where you can make uh, consultations. Um, I know that the veterinary techs, the VTechs, the veterinary technologists, technicians, also a lot of them are involved in um, physical rehabilitation. And can so someone I think, be a physical uh, rehabilitator without being a vet? You can be one provided, so you, can, you need to have another qualification. So either a veterinarian or a physiotherapy qualification, a human one, or um, a veterinary technician. We call them veterinary nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have an opportunity to go to either the Canine Rehabilitation Institute in Florida or to the University of Tennessee, as I did. And then you can gain access to their courses, which will teach you, basically, you then become a certified canine rehabilitation practitioner or um, therapist. So this is something that your regular vet or your conventional vet may not offer or know anything about, just like they may not know anything about cannabis because it's not something yep. that they're necessarily taught. Well, cannabis are not taught about at all or the endocannabinoid system. Is this something that they're taught in regular vet school or is this is something you have to go out after vet school and learn all about? Yeah, I, you know, I went out after vet school and learned about it. It's a fairly new um, branch of the profession, but growing very, very rapidly. So I don't, I can't comment on vet school in the States. Certainly in South Africa, our vet school doesn't teach rehabilitation and it is something that we need to get um, post-grad. So realize your vet may know nothing about this, um, just like they may know nothing about cannabis or diet and nutrition. Um, So finding a vet that does understand this and or if you're going to a holistic vet, I can guarantee you they're probably going to know somebody that they can recommend you to. Thank you so much for joining us today. I enjoyed talking to you so much and I hope to do it again. And if I'm ever in South Africa, I'm coming to visit you. Please do. And it was a great pleasure. Thank you. I had lots of fun. Thank Thank you. you. Take care.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.